Welcome everybody. This is the Extra Credit Show. We are coming to you from beautiful downtown Bakersfield. And my name is Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. And I just wanted to talk to everybody today about credit. You know, I just love our program. I love what we do and helping people and educate consumers all about credit reports, credit scoring, and just helping you guys get the extra credit that you deserve. That's right. We're here to assist you in any way you can. Just let us know. We'll, we'll talk about what you want to hear about next time. So today, I really wanted to talk about, you know, that the essentially debt relief, right? We know it as debt relief, but consumers, you guys might hear it a lot in different ways. So the public may understand it as debt consolidation, debt management. Um, and those really are very interesting terms, I guess, that people use to describe debt relief. Um, you know, debt relief really can come in many different ways, whether it be a, a bankruptcy, uh, what we call debt transfer, going credit card surfing, essentially. Uh, but most people hear that term debt consolidation. And I guess the impression that the term gives is that they have a bunch of debt through various different creditors and that somehow it's going to be all combined into one and then they'll just pay one monthly payment to eliminate that debt. Yeah, they think that that some bank is going to see that they're in debt with all these creditors in over their heads and that the bank is going to just magically say, okay, we'll lend you money. Right. You know, <laughs> and that just doesn't happen, guys. You know, when you're in financial trouble, you're essentially unlendable. Exactly. Right? The banks are not going to take a risk and lending somebody money that's already having financial trouble because they're probably not going to get paid back. Very little known fact. Banks like to get paid back. They're funny <laughs> like that. So there you go. So essentially, debt consolidation, I mean, really, I just come out and say it. Like when a consumer asks me about consolidating debt, just, hey, you know what? Debt consolidation, how you may understand it, doesn't actually exist. In my opinion, it doesn't exist. And, it, and even if it did, it wouldn't work uh, because... In order to fix this type of problem, it's not just about getting a loan to pay back all your creditors. It's to change your practices. And that's something that you're probably not going to do. Uh, most people, when they do get a large lump sum to try to uh, you know, pay consolidate back, to, their consolidate debt, their debt, they still get into debt. Now they have free credit cards and they start charging them up again. And they get back into the same problems that led them to, to needing this solution in the first place. It's so, it's so okay. So let's back it up a little bit. So if you're a consumer and you have a bunch of credit card debt and you're just basically getting by and you're having a hard time seeing the light at the end of the tunnel because all you're doing is paying the minimum payments, but the balance is not going down because the minimum payments are essentially interest only payments, you might find yourself in a situation where you're like, okay, if I can combine all of these, then maybe I can get ahead on this debt quicker. And, and really the practicality of that is that the only way to eliminate the debt quicker is by changing the terms. So if you, in theory, are able to consolidate the debts and then change the interest rate at which you were paying them back, then you might be able to get out of the debt sooner than the 20 years it would take to pay it off through the, the minimum payments. Um, so, and that's very interesting the way that that happens, but it's, it's really, it, it, it's like, that is only available to consumers who may not have financial trouble. It's very interesting. It's like when you don't need it, you can get it. And what I mean by that is if you have a paid off car, right, that's worth a few thousand bucks, you can essentially put the car up as collateral, get a secured loan, and they'll give you a loan for a lower interest rate than what your credit cards are. And that, in theory, is the same as debt consolidation, except that when people want it, they can't get it because they normally want it when they're already in financial trouble. 
Exactly. So so that's one way that we've seen it happen. And normally, if you have an asset or something of some sort, you can technically do it by being creative and essentially doing it on your own. But there's not a product that exists out there that a company will lend to somebody who's in financial trouble to get them out of debt. No. That, I think, is what I, what, that's what I refer to when I say debt consolidation doesn't exist. No. And even the, the companies that do more what I refer to as consumer credit counseling, um, although they may get you out of debt, they are going to ruin your credit along the way. It's it's something that you guys may may hear it. It's nonprofit consumer credit counseling, mm-hmm. and and I think that the distinction to make there is that's really only available again to people who have not yet defaulted on their debt. And it's interesting because people essentially aren't really thinking about debt relief when they're current on their debts. I mean, I'm talking about all your payments are on time and your credit is great. Right. You're really not thinking about debt relief at that point. You're thinking about debt relief when the debt collectors are calling, when maybe you were served with uh, lawsuit papers and you're taken to court. That's when you start thinking about it. And at that point, even consumer credit counseling cannot help you because in theory and in essence, what they do is that they have pre-negotiated contracts with your banks and then they will take your payment that you're paying your banks and then they will distribute it amongst them. The key that makes them work is that these are at lower interest rates than what you're currently paying. So if you're paying Macy's 27%, you enroll in consumer credit counseling, you're technically repaying back the Macy's debt at like 5% or whatever the negotiated rates are with, with each creditor, which is not a bad deal, right? You pay back your debt in full, you just get different terms for repaying. But where the credit ruining happens along the way is that they essentially shut off the card. Mm-hmm. Right. And oftentimes I see it all the time. In fact, I've seen it every single time that I've seen someone enrolled in consumer credit counseling program. Remember, all you all your accounts are on time. That's why you qualified for the program in the first place. Exactly. Consumer credit counseling, what do they do? Well, they'll start distributing the money that you give them amongst your creditors, but they don't always pay every single one. On time. So, on t- exactly. So so some of your credit cards will actually go unpaid and you'll start seeing 30, 60, and 90 day lates on your credit report. And now your perfect payment history has just been ruined. It's just been ruined because somebody else is making the payments for you. You're making one payment, they're distributing it to your creditors. And if they just happen to pay late, you know, and that happens all the time when they're managing hundreds of accounts. And to make it even worse, there'll be a code on the account saying that your finances are essentially being handled by another party. Yeah. And so then that, that code essentially is... I've seen it on credit reports be technically equivalent to a Chapter 13 bankruptcy where it's being administered through a third party. And it makes your credit, basically what I like to say, it disables your credit. You're unable to get credit anymore from any other um, institutions. Which makes perfect sense because no bank is going to want to lend to someone who can't even handle their own finances. Right. Someone else is handling them for me. So it Why may, do I want to lend you? It may, <laughs> And it may not be a deal breaker for some people who are seeking that. And that product, you know, I, I see the value in that product in spots, just like anything. You know, just because your your neighbor did well with a bankruptcy doesn't mean you're supposed to do a bankruptcy or vice versa through a credit counseling program like that. It's, it's not for everybody. It's good in spots. Um, and so it's important to do your homework, do your research with how to handle the consumer credit counseling approach um, because it's, it can be extremely misleading if you're uninformed. Um, and, you know, on that same topic, Richard, there's a... Um, there was a recent announcement by the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. They essentially um, filed a lawsuit against a huge debt relief provider, probably the biggest in the United States, Freedom Debt Relief. Um, they're a really big debt 
uh, settlement company. And, and so the difference between debt settlement and debt con- or credit consolidation, or I'm sorry, debt settlement versus consumer credit counseling is that debt settlement is focused on settling your debts for less than the money owed. Essentially, if you owe a credit card for 4,000 bucks, they can maybe settle it for 2,000 and that'll be considered a settlement in full. So what happens there, it's technically only available when the account is in default. Correct. Right. So you can't settle an account that's open and active in good standing unless it's already passed through at a collection agency. And so the misleading part is that they tell consumers who are current with their debts, the first thing that they do is stop paying your debts. Oh, (laughs) right. So immediately you start to get late payments on the report, but they don't focus on that part. Okay. They, They focus on you're going to get immediate financial relief because you stop paying all of your debts and instead you're going to be paying us. And technically, the way that it would work is that they would take the payments and then they would hold it in a trust account until they've saved up enough money to start offering settlements to their creditors. But the problem is, is a lot of things can go wrong in that time in that time span. And so essentially, the CFPB started to catch on and they started to see that a lot of consumers had this same complaint over and over and over of being misled and of being um, essentially like duped into this debt settlement program. Um, because they ended up experiencing harm or maybe not all the debts were settled as they originally had agreed to. And Freedom Debt Relief, and I'm going to look this up uh, to get the exact quote, but Freedom Debt Relief is actually a very big company. They've been doing business for a very long time. Um, And big companies like that essentially try to be what I call hyper-compliant because they're so big, they kind of have this target behind their back. And so they do try to go out of their way to be super compliant with the requirements under the law. But they're bold. They are super bold because check out this what headline. What they do now? <laughs> check out this headline. <laughs> Let's hear it. So Freedom, Freedom Debt Relief in response to the CFPB essentially stated, and I quote, the CFPB fundamentally misunderstands the debt settlement process. And they're saying that they're going to vigorously fight this lawsuit because they're basically saying the CFPB just doesn't understand debt settlements. And that's a pretty bold response to take. Um, to a regulatory agency that just slapped you with a lawsuit. Essentially calling them stupid. Yeah, I'll remind our viewers, the CFPB nailed Wells Fargo with a $100 million fine for the whole account fiasco, fraudulent account fiasco. $100 million fine. That's the power of the CFPB. And for Freedom Debt Relief to just go, yeah, they don't really understand how this works, so we're going to fight this in court. It's like, holy moly, they got some cojones behind them because that's going to be an interesting battle. We're going to tag along and, and just follow it and see how it plays out because it is very interesting. You know, We've been doing this for 12 years, so just watching the way that the industry and the legislation changes, all the CFPB has done to regulate the industry, is very interesting to see what they're going to do with these big debt relief companies because they do. They really mislead people into debt settlement programs that just end up in a, in a nightmare and they become a disaster. I, uh, I'm i more surprised as to, or I'm interested in seeing if they're going to try to nail them on uh, causing the damage uh, by, by misleading them and asking them to make those late payments. Are they actively uh, damaging consumer in that sense? Well, you know, and, and I just think that, okay, so... The, the misleading part, and most people are just shocked when I tell them, it's like, okay, so you have all of your credit cards, you're paying them on time, but you're kind of at your limit, right? You're, you're, you can't go on anymore, you need help. So you, you sign up for a debt settlement program where essentially step number one is stop paying everybody. Okay, mistake that happens there is that 
all of your accounts get a 30-day late, and obviously they continue to get 60, 90, 120-day lates, then they go to charge off collection, which leads to mistake number two, that there's no stopping the creditor from filing a lawsuit against exactly. you. Exactly. So along the way, <laughs> along you saving your your money for, uh, you know, let's just say it's a 24-month program, you're saving money for 24 months, which technically you're just paying the debt relief company, and they're holding the money for you in a trust account. By the way, they're charging you money to mm -hmm. save the money for you. Mm -hmm. So technically, it's, it's, it's awful, actually. And then 24 months later, you have a little chunk of change with them. But along the way, everybody sued you. And, and here's on, on a different point, but on the same topic. The relief, the debt relief may be immediate, but it's only short term. In reality, you're, you're actually going to be hurt financially because once you, even if you complete this program, let's say that everything went according to plan and you get out of this debt, guess what? Your credit is shot. And so anything you get from this point on is going to be at a super high interest rate and you're going to be, it's going to be costing you financially in the long term anyways. So yeah. you're not really saving in the long term. No. And you know, these, these negative items, these late payments, these charge offs, these judgments, if, if all that happens, which does happen when you start, when you all of a sudden stop paying people. You know, they send you to collections, they start suing you. That's a disaster for credit reports. And it's not around for a couple of years. It's around for seven years, right? So it can definitely be a problem. And most of the time, there is no guarantee as to the outcome of the settlement. So sometimes, and, and we've encountered this before, where, where some banks, they just have a hard no negotiation policy with, with third parties, meaning that if, if it's debt relief company calling them to negotiate a settlement, they're not going to deal with them. They just don't want to. And and, and, and so it, it's, it becomes very difficult to run that kind of program. Um, mm. So the problem that I have and the takeaway from all of this is understand your debt relief options. It's one thing to go into a debt relief program when you've already defaulted on everybody. Let's just say something happened and you already are in collection. So you start the debt relief program because the damage has already been done. That's one thing, but a whole nother misleading thing is to go into the program with perfect credit and come out of the program defaulted with everybody because you stop paying everybody because you know the debt relief program suggested that it's a they good idea. They told me to do it. It's, you know, it's, we'd call that a strategic default to then set, set up a settlement later, but there's just so many variables there and consumers don't quite understand that and debt relief companies don't do a good job at explaining it. So people get misled and essentially duped into ruining their credit in the hopes of saving a little bit of money later. And that's exactly why the CFPB is here to do what they're doing because they have to protect consumers against you know companies like this that take advantage of consumers. You know, it, it just it, it's not right. It's not fair. And uh, you know, the CF, I think what the CFPB is doing is wonderful, and I am interested to see how this turns out. Oh yeah, we're gonna watch that, especially if they're taking that kind of stance, essentially saying that the CFPB doesn't know how debt relief works. I mean, I, they if they have the right to defend themselves, and we're gonna watch along the way, you know, eating popcorn and informing you guys as to what's going on. Uh, but that's just a little bit of the takeaway when it comes to debt relief. So we've, we've covered consumer credit counseling, which technically negotiates the way that you're paying people back, hopefully to reduce the interest rate, which is good in spots. And it's important that you understand how it works. Number two is debt settlements, which is also can be good in spots. You know, we've been negotiating debts for 12 years now. We're really good at negotiating debts, but it's not for everybody, right? And it's not the same solution for everybody. I would say another popular option for debt relief is bankruptcy. And we recommend people to file bankruptcy all the time uh, well, I, I don't want to, I use the word loosely, 
but it happens, right? Sometimes a bankruptcy is the it's right move. It's not uncommon. It's, it's not uncommon for people to file bankruptcy as a debt relief measure because that's really what a bankruptcy is. Like, but again, you can file bankruptcy and it not be the best move. Maybe debt settlement or maybe credit counseling is the best move. But those are really the three common ways that people find debt relief. Um, and, it's, and this is what we're talking about, assistance through a third party, consumer credit counseling, debt settlement services and bankruptcy and bankruptcy it's interesting right um a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about bankruptcy and you know they think that bankruptcy is the end of the world and uh, that yeah. word is just anathema and a lot of people that actually need it just don't want to use it because th there's a such a negative stigma to the word bankruptcy i don't want a bankruptcy bankruptcy can be useful um it's called the U.S. Bankruptcy Protection Code for a reason, because it's to protect you against a lot of uh, creditors that are going to come after you and cause you harm in the long run. Um, to me, bankruptcy is just hitting the reset button. It's a fresh new yeah. start. And, and sometimes it can be, you know, in spots, it can be a very good thing for people, allowing them that second opportunity, that second chance to reestablish themselves. Um and it's just a fresh start, like you said. It's a very good point. And sometimes it's needed, but sometimes it's not needed. Sometimes, yeah, that's correct. Sometimes it's a much easier to get out of debt through debt settlements or credit counseling than it is to, to have a bankruptcy because a bankruptcy does have its downsides, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's the it's one of the things that can report the longest on credit reports. Yes, 10 years. 10 um, years. And just because you want a bankruptcy doesn't mean that you're going to get the desired outcome there are different chapters and one of the chapters could just force you to repay your creditors for the next five years would be no different than if you just did the debt consolidation or, or debt settlements or you know uh, on your own yeah it'd be like a court supervised credit counseling plan exactly where you're repaying everybody back through through the courts and you know it's a very controversial topic very interesting topic we we've been exposed to it because we are in the credit business uh but you know what would be a good idea rich maybe we should get one of our preferred bankruptcy attorneys to come on the on the show with oh, us. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. And, and then just kind of talk to us about all the the details about bankruptcy because you're right. There are chapter sevens, chapter thirteens, and and uh, it's very interesting how the decisions get made as to which chapter people people file. And then there's different chapters for businesses. It's oh, very very complex. So I think a bankruptcy attorney would be a great guest to have on the show. We're gonna get one on for you guys. Let's do it. Yeah, we're definitely gonna get you, get one on for you guys for the next time for the next show. So. That's really all I have for today about debt relief and, and credit counseling and all those fun topics for, for, for our viewers. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, just uh, for those of you that are viewing us, let us give us a call and let us know what you want us to talk about next. Or drop a comment on this video below. Um, if you're listening to us on our podcast, just shoot us an email. If you're watching us, um, drop a comment on the video below. But you know, besides that, guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you, everybody, for listening. My name is Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. This is The Extra Credit Show. Until next time.